flick off your jandals, crack a cold one from the chilli bin, chuck on some cans and enjoy a Kiwi take on all things Arsenal. And welcome back to another episode of our Arsenal week, uh, Arsenal New Zealand Weekly. Um, today it's just myself, uh, Mike, down in a, a beautiful hotel room here in uh, Christchurch, uh, joined by Corey in Wellington. Corey, how's your week been, mate? Good, thanks, Mike. How about yours? Look, what happened on the weekend has uh, eased a lot of a lot of tension, a lot of a lot of uh, anxiety, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Pretty cold down here in Christchurch, but. Um, Doing well, doing well. Good stuff. Um, so I, I suppose we've uh, we've got quite a lot, of, or a little bit to talk about, considering we've had our first match of the season and th- things are trucking along all right. Um, but firstly, I mean, what's uh, anything new happened in your world this week? Not too much. Just pretty crazy. Um, watching a lot of the um, Arsenal content that we've been fed. Via various media in the last week or so, which has been quite interesting. Yep. Yeah. Do you, you want to um, any any picks of the bunch? Um, I like he's probably some parts of the all or nothing yep. series. Um, I don't know how much of it you've watched. But we get another three episodes tomorrow. So, look, uh, I've I've watched the first three. Um, I was. Yes, I enjoyed most of it. I was somewhat disappointed. As a fan of the All, all or Nothing series, uh, all of them, um, having watched uh, the Aussie rules, every single one of the NFL ones, um, yeah. all the football ones and stuff, I, I feel like it, it was a bit more, um, uh, let's say, predictable. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what we were kind of, as you say, fed. Um, while it's cool seeing a little bit of the background stuff. We, we haven't actually seen all that much that we didn't really already know type stuff. Um, no, and, I mean, I don't think the club's going to go too far into some things, although there's been some comment in the media overnight that the, the next couple of seals, one of the the three that are being re- released tomorrow deals with the Aubameyang situation. Yeah. And there's a bit of surprise about how deep they went into it. Um, okay. Compared to, you know, most people thought they'd obviously mention it. How could you not? But yeah, I was surprised yeah. they went into the depth that they that they did. I mean, I guess one of the things I found was it, it was a bit too much. Um, you know, we went here and this was the game and this was the result and then we went to the next game and yeah, know, it was like yeah, we know all that. You know, well, where's um, the I, rest of it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed more the behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, the um, stuff talking with the other trainers and with Edu and the interactions with all amongst the staff and the guys that we don't hear from all the time. Yeah, I thought it was quite... Uh, some of the dressing room stuff was quite cool. Um, hearing their sort of pre-match talks and especially after, the, I suppose, the terrible start they had at the start of the season and um, the, the mentality re- required to kind of bounce back from that as well. So, um, yeah. I'm hoping the next three are a bit more, uh, let's say, is, is the word enlightening or um, I suppose reveal something Revealing, yeah. new and something, something interesting. Because um, you're right, it was kind of like a pre-match 
match bits, post match, yeah. transition, and and it was just the the same sort of format. So um, I think it's it's important also, you know, and I have to keep reminding myself, um, I'm not I'm not the audience for it. Yeah, you know, people like us that follow the club week in week out, you know, we're not the audience. We're already engaged. They've already got us. Yeah, what they're trying true. to target is a lot of the fans who are kind of still discovering football or discovering yeah. Arsenal that are in, you know, that are in the US or Asia or wherever around the world. Um, so, you know, it's more about some of those kind of storylines that, yeah, to a lot of us, they'll be perfectly familiar and predictable. But for a, a whole heap of people, it's all quite new. And yeah, for them, yeah. hopefully so, engaging. For, fully understand, fully understand. Well, maybe maybe we should just uh, jump in and start having a chat about um, the match, obviously. Um, I mean, we, we, we know the result. It was a, it was a good first up um, uh, result, I think, um, for for the team. Um, I've got some uh, little photos here of the lads in the dressing room afterwards. Um, these two, um, Saliba and Gabrielle, I, I thought were were really solid in, in the sort of a, a good central partnership. Um, we we were under the pump for a little while, and and they they handled that um, yeah. as, as much as you can expect a, a I suppose a new partnership to, to handle. Um, I, I was quite pleased with both of their performances, and I thought Ben White had a had a really good game as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think you know I, I mean a lot of people obviously the first half hour or first twenty to thirty minutes we were. We were quite a bit more impressive with the ball, but I think I learned a lot more in the last hour than I did in the first half hour. Yeah. And the difference in how we were reacting when we were under pressure and things weren't going our way. Um, that was, I guess, for me, um, quite a pleasant surprise and something I'd hoped that we would see, maybe maybe not quite so soon, but, but even so, um, we managed to start an even keel. And I think, and that's a reflection of having having added that extra experience to the squad, and I think that'll only get better. Yeah, yeah, you're you're 100 right there. Um, maybe we should just have a chat quickly through lineups. Um, were, were there any surprises in in the Arsenal lineup considering what we saw in the last, um, uh, I suppose, preseason games? Were were they? It was pretty much what you expected. Yeah, I think it was all pretty predictable, Kevin. You know, the questions will come when a couple of players get a bit more um, fitness under their belt. Yeah. Fitness for some of them. Um, it was good to see KT on at the end there. Um, but yeah, pretty predictable lineup, I think, given what we'd seen in pre season. Yeah, I, I felt the same. I, I, there was nowhere where I was kind of, I suppose, a bit nervous or anything, considering obviously we, we've had a, a, a semi decent pre season. But you know why? Why? Because Cedric's not starting. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, 100%. <laughs> there, there was nowhere on the field that I thought we were, uh, I suppose is the word, weak or, or going to yeah. be outrun or anything like that. Um, I, I feel like I mean, we had I'll, a good... Sorry? Yeah, I, I was interested to see how Ben White would go against Zaha. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I say I was interested, I mean exactly that. I wasn't you know, shitting bricks like I would have been 
had soirees been going against Aha, yeah. knowing that, you know, it'll be curtains. Um, and I think Ben White did really well. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I thought we handled, I suppose, Zaha pretty well. He didn't really have too much throughout the whole match, to be, to be fair. Um, ben White was was really strong. Um, and so, so was, I suppose, the, that whole back four, really. Um, yeah. Or five, if you include Ramsdale. Um, yeah. Was there any any interesting uh, or, or thoughts on the, on the Palace lineup? Or were you just kind of... Don't really care about them. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've taken a little bit more of an interest in them since, since PV four took over, um, yeah. And seeing the differences that he's he's made. I mean, obviously, I'm not as anywhere near as familiar with them as what I am with our with our players. Um, but they're they're a tough team, and especially playing at home. You know, I think I read a stat or a comment last week that. With all the non-top top six clubs, Palace had the best record against the top six clubs. So they're not the easiest team to go and dominate and get three points again against especially, the that we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, especially at their place as well, right? There, there's definitely after that first um, thirty minutes of I suppose we came out pretty quick and dominated a little bit. Um, they were. Like the, the crowd got on on their side and, and kind of racked them up and got them back into the match and um, yeah. we, we've seen that before where Arsenal teams have crumbled when that's happened so exactly. um, we're quite happy with um, I suppose our performance and like their their front three is is quite a or even four if you if you take Eze in there as well mm-hmm. is, is quite a strong pacey uh, physical sort of attacking unit so. Uh, I think we I think we did pretty well um, hand, marshalling them and then being able to bang in a few goals at the at the other end. Definitely, I mean he's he's putting quite a useful team together. Yeah, and he's definitely. and he's getting them playing some some reasonable football. Quite yeah, so they were under under boy. <laughs> yeah, um, so I flicked through here to I suppose um, five five players that I kind of. Thought were were really good in, in in the match and just wanted to have a maybe a, a minute on each. I think Odegaard marked, marshaled the team really really well. Um, he was strong in, in sort of his defensive play and his uh, release play. The only thing I think he could have d- done better is potentially taking that shot instead of trying to cross a, across the box. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just got to. I don't know. I don't know what he's got to do, but he's just got to. Learn to have a pop, and if yep. it's on your right foot, it's on your right foot. Yeah, and I, I think that'll come. But yeah, I was um, if he had taken that shot, and even if the keeper saved it or it hit the post or whatever, at least yep. he's had that opportunity, right? When it's um, when he's tried to pass it, we kind of lost the opportunity. So, and it's also the message it sends to opposition players. Yeah, you know, if he he takes a shot, and even if it's straight at the keeper and he saves it, or near enough to, at least it's showing that, oh, okay, now he's shooting as well. Whereas last season, you know, every was defender in the yeah. league knows that if it's on his right foot, chances are he's not going to take a shot. Yeah. Unless it's yeah. a tap in. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So at least put that doubt and that thought into 
into the opposition's minds, which at the moment, you know, you almost know that he's he's gonna he's gonna go for plant for option B, whatever that is. Yeah. Whether it's um, trying to get it on his left or just passing it off. Yeah. Right, uh, Rambo had a good game in uh in the defense. Um he made a couple of really good saves, uh, which I suppose at that one nil mark kind of kept us kept kept our lead and kept us, I suppose, progressing forward. Um I think he, he had one slight uh pass out mistake, but other than that, his distribution was really good as well. Um yep. quite happy with, with what he's performing. He seems to have carried on as uh last season's sort of um level of performance. So Yeah, I mean, you know, he had his ups and downs last season. He did a lot of them and a lot of young players will. Um it's just about minimizing the downs and maximizing yep. the ups. Um, and as he as he builds experience, and that's that's what we'd expect to happen. So, yeah, carry on. Um, Jesus up front. Um, while he didn't get get himself a, a an opening match goal, I thought he was. Uh, I don't want to talk him up too much, but I thought he was uh, electric. Uh, <laughs> I thought he he delivered what we expect or what we were expecting right which was that high intensity um engaging uh and he fought for the ball there was a couple times where he caught their defense napping and uh uh, made them make mistakes if you know what i mean um i was was really pleased with his performance i was gutted he didn't get himself a goal but um I, i thought he he played what what we needed and what we wanted from him right yeah definitely um he's got and I guess kind of carrying on from what I was talking about with um, Erdegaard, and that there's so many facets to his game, and he's got so many tools available that he can use to to attack opponents in different ways. Um, you know, that's what makes it much more difficult for defenders to deal with, and you know they've got more choices to make and, and less time to make them. You know, so having someone up there with with his abilities and his speed of not just his physical speed, but also his mental agility to be able to make the right decisions more often and put defenders in places where they don't really want to be. Um, that's not something that we've had for, for quite a while, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and it's comment me of. <laughs> the, the comment I've just uh, highlighted there was, was from Dan. Um, he pulls defenders out of position, um, which is uh, awesome, not just for for him and his, uh, I suppose, go forward, but it makes the life of our other attackers, uh, I'm not going to say easier, but different, right? It's it's more, um, the, the gaps are there for them to exploit because people are, uh, are watching Jesus. And you, you can see in the image I've got there of the guy trying to rugby tackle him, um, he's making defenders' lives an issue, which, like you say, the last two seasons we haven't had. Um, no. Three seasons, four seasons, however long. Um, we haven't had that um, making their life a, a, a hassle. Um, m- moving on to Martinelli. I mean, I thought Martinelli had a, a really good game. Uh, he probably should have scored in the third minute when he kind of um, slid Probably. one wide um but 
his head didn't go down and he kept his positivity. And I mean, uh, it's not often that you, you see Martinelli score from a corner either, but um, it, it was pretty awesome to, to see him get his goal. Um, and, and that kind of, I think, uh, made the, uh, all of us fans kind of just relax a little bit as well, right? Um, that, uh, I, I know that, that whole tagline of trust the process, etc., whatever, but it's good to see that, that the preseason plans and performances of kind of moving into season, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing playing pretty football, and we did. And it's another thing dominating, and we did for the first 25 minutes. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's about scoring goals. So if we're not scoring goals or we're missing opportunities, we saw in the court through the course of that game that you know the tide can turn and, and we can just as easily concede them, even though we didn't this week, which is great. So the fact that we did get that goal, um, we asserted we got some reward for all that dominance. Yeah. But then we kind of went into that switchy offy thing to a degree again. Um, they changed their tactics. They put pressure on us in midfield, and we we kind of didn't really respond to it too well until later in the second half. Yeah, the, their their change in uh, I suppose tactic shape um, positions um, took us a little bit to kind of I think uh, understand and, and adjust. Um, that they lifted their intensity after that 30 minutes as well. And the crowd was right behind them. And, and rightly so. I mean, first match of the season, their home game, etc. cetera. It, it, it was always going to happen. You're never going to dominate a, a team like we did in that first 30 minutes for the whole 90. Um, so it, it was going to happen, but it was good to see the, the team kind of stand up and, and deal with that. And I suppose that leads us into... The guy in the centre there holding his his trophy. Um, I mean, f- first, w- would you say first game in an Arsenal shirt? First proper game in an Arsenal shirt. First team um, game. Yeah. Uh, how awesome! Three beforehand. Yeah, yeah. How awesome was it to see him just marshal that defence? Right. He, yeah. he he had pace. He had poise. He had distribution. Uh, he tackled at the right moment. Um, I don't. I don't think he put a, a hair out of place in that match, did he? Well, I mean, probably one or two. You know, we don't want to get too carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even. But we needed to. He he performed right. But I guess for me, if if nothing else, and you know, I had questions like a lot of people, I guess, but it really shows the value of him going to France and playing where he played and playing as much as he got to play. You know, there's no way he would have, he'd be at this level if he had have stayed at Arsenal. You know, it's quite, it's quite simple. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the guy that we've got back is, um, yeah, he's at the ground running, he's ready to go and he's already at, at a level um, and he's going to get better. Yeah, and hitting the ground running, I think you, you've uh, hit, you know, hit the nail on the head there, right? Is he, he's come back with confidence, uh, ability, and um, I think that the players around him can recognize, are recognizing that as well. Um, but, yeah, but Dan said here that Ben White's had a hell of a game. We did talk about Ben 
a little bit earlier, but um, I think the confidence that Saliba's brought has a, or, or, or given to the players around him um, is something that we can't underestimate either, right? Yeah, definitely. And and that's the thing that'll go through the whole team. Yeah, I mean, and that can that can be a positive or it can be a negative as we've we've seen through the course of last season. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no, having no. having and that's that's the benefit I think also of having guys like Zinchenko and Jesus come in from teams that have been winning and Saliba as well. You know, they're used to the format. Yeah. yeah. At, at that top level and winning. Yeah. No, there, there, there's obviously a, a, another eight or nine players that we could have kind of talked about, seven or eight players that we could have talked about um, uh, that, that also played pretty well. But um, I think that they were the five for me that kind of had a, uh, what do you say, an eight, nine out of ten sort of game, um, which, which is, I think, what we needed. Um, Saka played pretty well down the right. Um, Zinchenko played really well. Um, so yeah, Zinchenko, they, they were... just to sorry, just to yeah. touch on him a little bit, and it wasn't so much his performance, but it was seeing what he allows us to do and be, yeah. um, and how different he can play that role compared to um, obviously what KT what KT does and it's I don't think it's as simple I mean it might be for some people but it's not one's good one's bad or one's better um they're just very very different and the tactical flexibility that gives Arteta I think moving forward so to speak um is going to be really valuable yeah the the seeing I suppose um like Zinchenko and um uh White kind of tuck in Almost as defensive midfielders um, at, at points in the game, either both or one at a time, was was, was quite interesting to, to look at. I know we don't really see too much when we follow the ball on the camera and all that, but it, it was quite interesting to see them kind of sit in front of almost the, the two central defenders and allow yeah. everybody else to kind of push on. Like I don't think we've seen Xhaka play as high and as a, attacking before, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, no, and it's, it's very much, again, what City do or have started doing with Pep. Um, yeah. You know, and it becomes almost a 2-3-5. Yeah, it was, yeah. You know, you've got yeah. pretty much a 5. No, and it's the formation I played as a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, funnily enough, it's not new, but yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting to see. Yeah, uh, Dan's comment here about um, Jacques's dive. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it's part of the game. But um, what what I didn't, I, I don't condone the dive at all. But the, the other side, I think there was a dive about five minutes later from one of the the Palace players that just got left, and um, Jacques was a was a yellow card and. That that consistency, I think, is still an issue in, in the refereeing. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't condone it. But I thought Jaka played pretty well, um, except for that that dive. So yeah, yeah, it's um, been interesting watching the shift on him. I say he's been the media guy this week too. He has, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Good on them. Yeah. All right. So look, looking forward, obviously there there's a match coming up um, this weekend. We've got um, Leicester at home, first home match of the season. Um, I'm hoping we're not wearing the bloody pink kit again. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't What's look right on the doesn't look right on the Arsenal team. Um, but I'm I think it, is it Sunday morning? Um, was it two a.m. I believe is it is it yeah, kickoff time? Like that. Yeah. 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 So uh, maybe I'll, I'll pose a few questions here. Are you hoping for or, or thinking it's going to be the same sort of starting eleven? I can't see a lot of reason to change it. Um, obviously, we're playing at home, so yeah, I think a, the question might be around whether we do something to get a little bit more time into Tierney. Yeah, and whether that might mean that uh, Shaka sits down. Maybe at half time or something, and we um, we put some cheek out into midfield. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's um, it'll be important to get some some uh, minutes in the legs of um, of of KT. That's for sure. Um, and, and I think there's there's talk of potentially Tommy Asu being on the bench as well, depending on how his fitness test goes. So if he is there. I think it would be quite cool to be able to give him 10 minutes at the end as well. But Smith, Rowe and Vera started training this week too. Yeah, yeah. Proper training. And and, and now we can have uh, five subs as well in a match. Not that Arteta used them on the weekend, but... No. Um, the, the whole concept of five of your bench actually potentially getting on is, I think, a, a good thing. Um from an injury recovery perspective, right? You can give them five or ten minutes at the end of a match to to go there and and, and get that done. So, um, but like like you, I'm hoping it's the same starting eleven, um, and I'm hoping that we uh, are able to neutralise, I suppose, the the Vardy threat because he seems to have a a bit of a run against uh, us, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, um, he's a big but, fan. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling more confident against Vardy this season than I have in the last couple of seasons with our players that we've got in that defensive unit. So, yeah, and I think probably likewise Leicester as a as a whole. You know, they haven't. I was going to say they haven't done a lot in the transfer window. They haven't actually done anything. Yeah. Except lose a couple of players. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think. You know, if we play anywhere near our potential, we should be should be on with a good shot of three points. Yeah, you you you're right there. Um, the other other thing that I've got to to bring up on the slide here is um, a bit of a, a an update on on Dylan's fantasy league. Um, so I think Dylan's had um, oh, close to seventy people kind of jump in and, and and pay the five bucks to. To join the fantasy league and be in to win one of these uh, jerseys that he's got got up for grabs, um, yeah. uh, Zan Picken um, has topped our first week with a with a massive eighty points. He's done pretty well there, um, and I think we've got Regan McKinnon seventy eight and Adam Starr on seventy eight. Those three are I think in line for the the top three prizes. Obviously, only after week one, but. Um, mm-hmm. 
not not a bad sort of start to the fantasy league. I'd just like to bring your attention to uh, line seven on on the screen there. Um, there there's someone that we we both know that's uh, doing pretty well there. Um, and and I, just I'm, make sure you can keep that slide for the rest of the season. <laughs> this is the only well. slide that's going to be. This is the only fantasy slide that we're going to show this whole season because I'm on it. <laughs> Um, and it's probably the only time that I'll be on it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was it's pretty cool to see so many of uh, I suppose the, the New Zealand fans kind of jump in on that yeah. um, opportunity that Dylan's put together um, around the fantasy league. And it's good to see that Dylan's not on that top ten list either, because uh, we don't want him rigging it. That's for sure. Um, look, uh, if you got you got any um, any final thoughts there? Um, to, to wrap up our uh, our discussion today? No, not at all. I think, um, yeah, good solid start of the season. Three points in the bag. Um, we're already already ahead of where we were last season. Not that that's terribly difficult, but, you know, the less said about that, the better. But yeah. I think, yeah. Um, more importantly, there were no injuries. People are coming back. Um, carry on. More of the same is is uh, what I'm asking for as well, man. It was um, it was nice to watch. It was uh, it was good to see a, a heartening sort of defensive display as well, um, and some threats up front. Um, and we've it's good to see that we've made a bit of progress as well. So um, yeah. let's let's keep keep that gravy train rolling. Definitely. All right, mate. Well. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, I know it's a it's a bit late in the evening for us, and it's a little bit of a, a day later than than we originally expected. But um, to those who tuned in uh, on our live broadcast, but also on our um, delayed uh, would you say delayed coverage um, on Spotify or or podcast, um, thanks very much for tuning in. Um, and we'll we'll be back uh, Tuesday next week for for the next uh, edition. Absolutely. If we're not here, start without us. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Corey, man. Thank you. Come on, the Arsenal. Come on, the Arsenal. Flick off your jandals, crack a cold one from the chilli bin, chuck on some cans, and enjoy a Kiwi take on all things Arsenal. Arsenal.